Welcome to The Job, where we discuss tips and strategies for reducing stress and preventing burnout in the police. I'm Johnny Bevan and I'm the Police Burnout Coach and currently a serving police detective with 16 years experience in a variety of roles ranging from uniform policing, proactive squads, covert policing and child protection. I'm going to be sharing proven strategies on how to reduce anxiety, eliminate overwhelm, stop procrastinating and worrying what other people think so that you can become more productive and bring calm and balance to your life no matter what you're faced with. We're also going to talk about how to build trust and confidence in yourself so you can stop needing constant reassurance and validation from others to know that you're doing a good job. Working in the police doesn't have to be stressful and I'm going to show you how. So let's dive in. Hello everyone, today we are going to be talking about procrastination. It's probably one of my favourite things to talk about because I was a terrible procrastinator. used to put all stuff, all sorts of things off and I've really sort of turned that around for myself and now I work with lots of other people to help them overcome it. Because procrastination can really become all-consuming. We put stuff off and then we get, we put stuff off often because we're feeling overwhelmed, but then because we're putting stuff off, things build up and then that adds to the overwhelm and we want to break that cycle. So let's talk a bit about procrastination. The first thing I want to say about it is that it's normal, okay? A lot of people beat themselves up and judge themselves and this is something I'm really passionate about is removing that judgment and just becoming curious about it. Because if you become curious and compassionate, you can understand why you're doing it and then you can overcome it. Whereas if you're just going to beat yourself all the time, you're probably going to be ironically more likely to then delay things, put things off, judge yourself and not get stuff done. So the first thing is it's normal. I think we all have a tendency to do it in certain ways. We all put different things off. Um, and it's not laziness, I don't think. It's not laziness because lazy is just going, sitting around doing nothing. It's, it's quite an active process, often procrastinating. I don't think necessarily all the time, but often it's like quite an active thing. As in, like, you've got to do a report, but then instead of that, you're checking all your emails. And you're sort of just busying yourself trying to avoid it. But the thing to remember is, is it's a protective mechanism. This is just protection from fear. This is all procrastination is. It's your brain's great way of going, I'm going to move you away from this perceived discomfort and towards some pleasure. We're going to do something that we actually find easier. And to help us understand this, we want to understand what we call the motivational triad. And this is a great way of explaining the brain. And if you imagine a triangle, and at one point you've got seeks pleasure, and then at the other point you've got avoids pain, and then the other point you've got conserves energy. And right in the middle is just survival. So that is what your brain does. Your brain doesn't care about you being happy. Um, it doesn't really, especially your, your primitive brain, it doesn't care about the future and how it's going to affect you. All it does is go, it wants to move you towards pleasure and away from pain, and it wants to conserve energy. And this is what's going on with procrastination. Our brain's fearing something in the future, and then say we've got a, a report to do, there's some underlying fear, then we just tell ourselves we don't want to do it. 
and then we put it off. And that becomes a habit because we've moved towards pleasure, because we've avoided the immediate discomfort of doing the task. And we've avoided the pain. Maybe it's something we've not done before. So we've avoided that discomfort. Or maybe we have a fear of failure or fear of judgment. So we've avoided that. And so our brain goes, that's a win. So then because it wants to conserve energy and be efficient, it goes, well, we'll just do that again. And it becomes a habit. We start avoiding lots and lots of things and it just builds up. But this is easily overcome. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It is easily overcome. The, the theory behind it is easy. The application is, uh, I would say, not difficult, but it's uncomfortable. But if you're someone that's procrastinating, you notice I didn't say you're a procrastinator because we don't want to label that you are a procrastinator. From this point on, I want you to say that actually you're not a procrastinator. You're someone that gets stuff done. But if you're someone that is procrastinating, it can just have such an impact on your life. So really have compassion and realise it is just, it's just an underlying fear. And once we get to address that fear and identify what it is, we don't even really have to get rid of that fear. We just have to become aware of it and realise it's not the job that's the issue that we're doing, it's this fear. And then we can go on, start taking action, getting this work done and showing our brain that actually there is nothing to fear and it's just getting it wrong. So I like to think of procrastination as the symptom. Okay, because let's be perfectly honest, people always go, why do you stop procrastinating? I don't know why I do it. And I often flippantly say, I'm not serious when I say this, it's just say, well, it's quite easy. If you're not doing the work, the answer is do the work. (laughs) But it's just not as easy as that, is it? It is just not as easy because it sometimes feels like Something is literally stopping us doing it. And I had this the other day when I was planning a presentation and it was for a company, which my brother-in-law is quite high up in the company. And I had real fear about doing this presentation. And it was amazing because when I was planning it, I was like, I wanted to perfect it and I wanted or I wanted to delay it. I'd have a cup of tea first. I'd do something else. And when I just go, no, let's just get this done, it was literally like something was stopping me. It felt like quite a struggle. But when I identified where the fear had come from, and you're just like, oh, that's what it is. I'm frightened of looking stupid. I don't, you know, frightened of embarrassment, humiliation, and all that sort of thing, and rejection. Then you can understand it. And you haven't even got to eliminate that. All I did was just become aware of it, and then just did it anyway. And... And this is really, really good work because what you do is it's not then that you're you eliminate and try and get rid of these negative thoughts. It's just you learn not to believe them. And you have to go through this process of becoming aware of them and then sort of noticing them, actually identifying what the real problem is, this thinking behind it, not the actual job you're doing. And then just listening to it, taking action anyway and showing your brain Actually, that story you were telling me wasn't correct. Yeah, but not being frustrated with it. Remember, your brain is trying to help. It's literally looking to the future, predicting something that could cause you some sort of harm. And that was great in our primitive days because those things that would cause us harm would mean we would die. But that same process is going on now. And it's st- and it thinks that if we get embarrassed or humiliated 
<clears throat> or something like that, or we get something wrong, or someone has a bad opinion of us, that somehow we're going to die, but we're not. So we just need to learn to identify that fear and then start taking action anyway. This isn't about waiting to feel better to take action. If you want to stop procrastinating, you, it's not about you suddenly identifying and go, oh, I just love doing all this work. That's not really what it's about. This is about learning to do the work that your brain's telling you it doesn't want to do. But realising it's not the work that's the problem, it's what my brain's telling me, it's the story it's telling me. And learning to um, learning to feel uncomfortable now to feel comfortable later. So I'll say it again, learning to feel uncomfortable now to feel comfortable later. Because what we do is we procrastinate, we put jobs off and we delay, we delay, we delay. And we think we're sort of somehow delaying this discomfort or avoiding it. But actually, in truth, what we're doing is we're creating more discomfort because we haven't avoided it. We've avoided doing the task, but now we're probably thinking about the job for longer and now it feels bigger. Now our time scale is reduced because we've got less time to do it. If we've got a deadline and other work is coming in so, and then we feel overwhelmed. So it all just feels worse. So by procrastinating, we're not avoiding discomfort. We're actually creating more. So our aim is not going to be to avoid it. Our aim is going to be to identify where the discomfort comes from and learn to trade that discomfort. Literally choose the discomfort. Go, I'm choosing this discomfort now so I can relax later rather than avoiding the immediate discomfort and have to think about it all night, think about work all night whilst you're at home with your family. So the first thing I like to do is get that awareness. Um, and I often do it like, say, if I've got a case file to do or some sort of report <clears throat> or sometimes even a podcast. I, I've, I've had it when I'm doing podcasts. And I just think, I just don't want to do it. And you go, actually, when I think I don't want to do it, I feel really resistant. And then that is what drives the procrastination. And then I don't do it. I delay it. I put it off. And suddenly we see it's that thinking, I don't want to do it, that is the problem. If I didn't think I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't feel resistant. And then I wouldn't procrastinate. It's not the actual activity that's the problem. And even just getting that awareness is huge. It's just like going, ah, it's not the podcast, it's not the report, it's not the case file that is the issue here. It's because I don't want to do it. And then it can be useful, although personally for me, when I want to get stuff done, I just look and go, is the way I'm thinking getting the result I want? So I look and go, do I want to do this? So if it's a report, I go, well, yeah, I do want to do it because that's going to have an impact on my work if I don't get it done. And I just look and go, is thinking I don't want to do it getting me the result I want? And if it's not, I, look, I work on changing that. But it can be useful sometimes just to ask why. Is the best question you'll ever ask. Why? Why don't I want to do it? And I think that's a great question because what it does, it identifies the fear. Because what our brain does, as I said, that motivational triad wants to move you away from pain towards pleasure and it wants to conserve energy. So it wants to be efficient. So by thinking, I don't want to do it, what do you do? You don't do it. So and it's easy, isn't it? You don't question. You just go, well, I just don't like it. I just don't want to do it. 
But when you start questioning, which your brain doesn't always like, it'd be a bit resistant. When you go, I don't want to do it, why? You'll probably find the answer to why you don't want to do it. And you can ask why several times. Sometimes asking it seven times is really useful because you really get to what the problem is. But for me, if I go, I don't want, oh, I've got a report to do, I, go, I just don't want to do it. And I go, why? It might be because I'm thinking it's hard. Or it might be thinking because I don't want to get it wrong. Because I don't want to look stupid. And suddenly you realise that actually this is the fear that's driving the procrastination. My brain's just saying I don't want to do it and it shuts down lovely, it's conserving energy. But the real problem is that I'm worried about looking stupid. That was the thing with my presentation. Or if you've got some work on that, you're thinking, <clears throat> I don't want to get it wrong. There's a fear of failure. But then we can see that the procrastination, what we do is when we fear the failure, what we do is we never actually take any action and we don't get any more information so we don't learn, so we're failing ahead of time. And then once we've identified that fear, we don't even really need to change it. We don't want to lie to ourselves and go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I do want to do it because you may be thinking I don't want to do it. But just identifying that it's not the report that's the problem. It's actually the fear of I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to look stupid. And that is very different because then you see actually it's that that is holding me back. And then when you can see then what action you take when you think that, and you don't do it, you can see that you are staying stuck, you're staying in the same position. And then it's very, and then it's down for you and going, is that something that I want? If not, actually, I can start taking action even whilst I'm thinking this. Because I used to think you used to have to change your way you were thinking before you could take this action. But I've come to realise that actually, my brain, I can separate almost my brain out into two parts and I can have this primitive bit that's trying to protect me that's saying oh, we don't want to get it wrong we don't want to look stupid and I can go okay I hear you and then I but I can know that actually there's going to be a benefit to getting this done and that's my rational part of the brain and I can just get it done anyway and <clears throat> what I like to do at these times is write down identify the benefits and the costs or the payoff and the costs whichever way sort of you prefer to think of it and the reason this is important is because we think procrastination is all bad and, you know, it's not obviously very helpful, but there is, your brain is getting a benefit from it. It may not be a long-term benefit, but it's often a short-term benefit. And it's important, I think, to address that and to identify it. Because if you've got a report to do and you're thinking, I don't want to do it, so you don't do it, what are the benefits in the short term? Well, the benefits might be you don't have to do the uncomfortable thing. You don't have to, because um, when we learn things and we're new, it is quite challenging on the brain. It sort of it makes us, it's quite hard, isn't it? So actually we're avoiding that. Or maybe, like I said, the benefit is we avoid that immediate judgment or that immediate fear of failure. Maybe if we're like putting our hand up or doing something like that to ask a question, we avoid the embarrassment. So that's the benefits. That's because this is important because you realise why your brain's doing it. Nothing's gone wrong. You know, you've got a primitive brain, you go, that is why it's doing it for that short-term benefit. But then go in, but what's it costing me? 
Because yes, there'd be a short-term benefit, but generally there'd be a long-term cost to procrastination or many other activities for that matter. But if we stick on procrastination, so if you think what is costing you, so if I've got a, say, a report to do and I think, oh, I won't do it now, I've got the immediate benefit of not doing it, maybe having a cup of coffee instead or going out for a breakfast with my friends instead of doing the work. But actually what is costing me is time with my family because now I'm going to be thinking about this report when I get home. It's going to be costing me, actually, I'm going to be more anxious about it because I'm thinking about it all the time. It's going to be costing me maybe the relationship with my supervisor or the person I'm doing the report for. And then all I do is weigh up what the benefits are, what the costs are, and decide which way do those scales go. And I literally think of it as a set of scales and putting the payoffs one side, the costs the other. And actually, if the costs outweigh the payoffs, then I just get the work done. I accept it's uncomfortable because I'm thinking I don't want to fail because I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to look stupid and just get on with the work anyway. Don't even fight that. It's not resistance. It's not willpower. Just don't fight it. Just accept it. But I then know if I don't do it, what it's costing me. And then when you get the other side of it, you can see all the benefits. But that is a really, really useful tip. <coughs> Just seeing those benefits and the costs. And one thing I would say is, if you are someone that you find you've got something to do and you find it really difficult, you're procrastinating, go back and listen to one of my, I can't remember which episode it was, but my get it done process, that would definitely help. But what I do is, as well as that is I just literally I just plan ahead so if I've got something I know I'm going to procrastinate on I will just go okay um, I obviously know why I want why I want to my brain's avoiding discomfort but I just plan ahead a time that I'm going to do this activity then when I come to it I stick to the plan now I know my brain is going to be telling me because it's moving me away from immediate pain don't do it, have a cup of tea, do this instead. I know that's going to happen. That's part of the game. That's part of getting it done. That is the part of the process. And I'm just going to acknowledge that, thank it for trying to protect me in the, in the moment, and then just do it anyway. And then the third stage is just learning to allow the discomfort. Because what we do is we respond to the discomfort, we react to it by procrastinating. And that's how it becomes a habit. But when you can feel that discomfort from the thoughts of I don't want to do it and go, I hear you, but we're taking action anyway, and then start getting the work done, then what you'll find is you break that cycle because you don't you learn not to obey those thoughts. You're not struggling with them, you're not fighting them, and you're not buying into them, you're not going along with them. You're just going, you're there and I'm getting it done. And then the fourth stage is just repeat. Because this is what builds self-discipline and stops you procrastinating. This is not about enjoying every job you do. I don't enjoy brushing my teeth, but I do it because it's become a habit. And it's those things that we don't want to do that often give us those bigger results. <clears throat> and when you do it this way, um, you don't have to wait to feel motivated. So many of us are waiting to feel like, you know, that we f want to feel like doing it before we do it. But you won't have to do that. So actually, when motivation comes along, it's brilliant. And what I find is motivation generally comes as I'm doing the activity. But I don't have to wait for it. 
this is more about commitment, determination and focus. And you realise that you're actually creating that. So even if you wake up and you're oh, just not feeling it today, you've got an hour left of work and you're thinking, oh, I just can't be bothered, I'll just check my phone. Actually, you can get that work done that's going to benefit you in the long term. <clears throat> um, and what I would say is some tips. That is like, for me, to overcome procrastination, it's 90% Mind, mindset. It's 90% mindset, probably 10% strategy. Because if you're applying these strategies, but you don't realise why you're procrastinating, you'll just fall back into the same habit. So you've got to learn to understand where it comes from, learn to allow the dis- allow discomfort and not react to it, and then just take action. And, and then have these strategies. One of the strategies I like is, well, I'll share two with you, is one is just start. Literally, when you're thinking, oh, I don't want to start, just commit to 10 minutes. I heard this tip, I think it was from, I've read it a few times, but first time was in Essentialism, I think. Great book by Greg McNown, I think his name is. But it is literally like, because your brain's going, I don't want to do this for an hour, it's going to take so long, and it's telling all that. And you just go, I'm just starting for 10 minutes. And what you'll find is, that 10 minutes is what your brain needs to warm up. Just like if you were going to the gym, You wouldn't walk in and just lift the biggest, heaviest weight that you know you can lift, you know, once you're warmed up. You would start off with the small weights. And this is what this is like. That warm up is harder. It's harder. You're stretching in that in the gym. This is what it's like for your brain. You've got to allow it time. You've got to allow it to warm up. And while it's warming up, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to want to drag you away. But you just stay with it. So just 10 minutes. Commit to 10 minutes, and then what you'll find is you'll want to work on more. And even if you don't, you've started, you've done 10 minutes worth more than you would have. And you've built the discipline of doing things you don't want to do. And the other one that really works for me is setting a timer. Because I find like if I'm just working away, I may start get distracted, checking the time. But if I set a timer and know when that goes off, that's when the work's over then I just find I get completely focused in the flow. After about 10 minutes, I'm into it. And suddenly the timer goes off and it feels like half an hour, but it's an hour and a half has gone by. Because that's how long I set mine for now. I started off doing like 20 minutes and working on something for an hour solid. I just think, oh, I can't really do that. I can't, you know, that's quite a struggle for me. But I've built it up now to an hour and a half. And you'll be amazed that when you start doing that, how much you can get done when you have focused time for, you know, focused time for an hour and a half is so much better than spending three hours distracted time. So that is um, that is something I would really recommend, setting that timer and remove the distractions. Get the notifications off. How many times, if you're working for an hour and a half, do you, Is how often is something really going to come up that if you don't answer, the world's going to implode. It's probably not, is it? But when you have those distractions, once you start the work, what will happen is that will um, pull you away from it. And then you've got to take another 10, 20 minutes to get back into it. So you're wasting that time. You want to remove those distractions. So that's a little third bonus one for you, really. So that is procrastination I'm going to be doing probably lots more on procrastination because I think it is something really holds people back so you're going to hear some more about it anyway some tips and strategies to overcome it but just remember it's normal 
um, isn't, we're not trying to get rid of the discomfort. Actually, we're choosing our discomfort. Look at those benefits and the costs. Like, what is the benefit of procrastinating? What is it costing you? Which one do you want to choose? And then start learning to plan ahead, stick to your plan, allow that discomfort, and just repeat it. And don't rely on motivation. Rely on commitment. That is what's going to get you through and over the line. Commitment gets you to the line and will get you across the line. And motivation will come as you're doing it. Um, and that is it. So if you, but if you need any sort of help with it, if you sort of listen to this and you think, actually, procrastination is really causing me some issues. And sort of in all areas, it could be any areas of your life. Then in the show notes, there will be a link to book a free strategy call and just hop on we just chat about where you are you know what's working for you what's not where you want to be and if it's something you decide you want to continue with then you can if not you've just had a free session and you might learn a bit more about how to stop procrastinating so that's a great one have a lovely week and i will speak to you later bye bye Thanks for listening today. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from this podcast, please forward it on to them. And if you want to know any more, then please do not hesitate to email me at johnnybevan at outlook.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y-B-E-V-A-N at outlook.com. And also follow me on Instagram um, at Johnny Bevan or on Facebook. I am Johnny Bevan, the police burnout coach. Have a great time and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.